0: Three minutes after 12 is the time you're listening to James O'Brien on LBC, where Mystery Hour is upon us, your weekly opportunity to achieve the sort of satisfaction not ordinarily available anywhere else on your radio dial, or possibly anywhere else in the world, I I would very unrealistically and optimistically suggest. It's the radio equivalent of the newspaper and magazine features that you may be familiar with, Um, uh, the ones that allow you to ask a question and... Get an answer to it: the who, why, where, when, what, wherefore, whence, even the odd whither. Why do we do this? Where does that come from? What's the origin of that? When when that happens? Why does that happen? Um, you know, literally, almost anything goes. The only rules we have involve repetition and dullness. Repetition, kind of, that's our responsibility. Dullness is yours. If it's a question to which it's highly unlikely that a significant number of people listening to the program will also be interested in the answer to. Then you know, do us all a favour and don't ask it. I know that sounds ungrateful. I know that sounds unfair. But Caroline and Megan, in the course of this hour, will answer more calls than most radio phone-in programs do in the course of a week. In the course of this single hour, they will be well, well, well over. Well into the thousands, of calls, and, and obviously they won't all get answered, and don't be put off by that statistic, because astonishingly, some people manage to get through on a regular basis, whereas some people email me weekly to complain that once again they failed to make the cut. I don't understand why. I'm told that judicious use of redial is, 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 is quite clever, and do bear in mind I'm telling you the truth when I say I only mention the number when I have a phone line free. Um, the way things are going at the moment, now that Miss Jarrah's bedded down, it does possibly hold true that for the first five minutes or so of the hour um quite a lot of people ringing in will be politely invited to move along because we have dealt with that and i can remember dealing with it but obviously there's no reason why you should know that we've dealt with it before because you haven't been listening to every single episode of mystery after the last however many years um that i think constitutes the conclusion of our housework 03456060973 is the number that you need otherwise just 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 listen and you'll work out how it goes Uh, if you hear somebody else ask a question to which you know the answer the number remains the same oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three and um you will get a mystery round of applause if you bring in an answer something to the satisfaction of the judging panel um me stephanie's in bracknell stephanie question or answer question carry on stephanie
1: um, Last summer, I bought my granddaughter a tent. She's nine years. Uh, you old. You can't.
0: It's not. I'm not. I'm not coming around to help you put it up. It's not that kind of phone in uh, no, no, show. No, all right. No, no already
1: done and dusted. Well
0: done. Carry on. Um,
1: thanks. Um, we put it up. She had a big smile on her face. Crawled inside. Looked up. Turned to me and said, "Grandma, why is it called a tent?
0: A tent. Why is it called a tent? And what did Grandma say?"
1: Um, I don't know, Alessia, but there's a man on the radio and I'll ask him, so
0: I've waited nearly 12 months. She's almost ready for the tent to come out again, touch wood, soon. It'd be tent. Tent. It'd be Latin, will it, or something, don't you think? Pass. Tentum. Tentum. Shut up, James. You know, embarrass yourself, as usual. So it it will be something to do with another language that we've borrowed the term and 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 the prep but no i i, I i'll shut yeah, no, up
1: I, my mind's,
0: my mind's going back to sort of arabic yes you i was thinking tense tense sometimes i keep a caller on the line stephanie as i'm sure you've noticed in the past in the hope that as i waffle on and and, and banter with <laughs> them enlightenment will settle upon my bony shoulders and deliver the correct answer to my Sarah but it's not going to happen today, I can tell. Stephanie, I will find out for you. Why do we call a tent to tent? 12.07 is the time. Sam is in Liverpool. Sam, question or answer? I've got a question, James. Carry on.
2: Um, I was wondering mm. if chewing gum was a good way of like losing weight. Good, Go on. Well, you, you know, when you're chewing, it's a repetitive sort of use of a muscle, like your jaw muscle. As in exercise, just as an
0: exercise, anything, a, as an an exercise. exercise point.
2: Oh, yeah, how, how much weight could you use
0: doing that? No, I don't think that I'm going to take this question very seriously, Sam.
2: Why not? You're not eating food,
3: you're just using muscle.
0: Ah, well that's different. So you, if, you, if, if by it's chewing, chewing gum, gum you exercise your metabolism into thinking that you are eating food, then you're probably going to burn energy that you wouldn't have burned otherwise, but that's not the exercise of chewing the gum, that's the kidding your tummy into thinking that you're eating food.
1: But it must use some energy.
0: Well, if, you put, if you're hungry and you put some gum in your mouth and then you don't eat as a result of putting the gum in the mouth, then, ergo, you're going to lose a bit of weight well, or be less big than you would have been if you'd eaten food. It's not exactly a mystery, is it? I don't know. What's what are saying? Is chewing gum instead of eating a good way to lose weight? Or if I eat, blubbing no, loads. No, but I'm just
2: saying, if, if you, like, eat regularly
4: and sort of, you know, live a normal well, life... Right, right just, gum, uh, like who, put, who put this, put this through?
0: Who put, who put Sam through? Who's going to take, oh, resp- take responsibility for this one? I-, I want Sam on a watch list. I, don't, I don't genuinely
3: insulted you, James. Do
0: you in a good well, Don't right, start pulling it, it with me, you. mate. It's not about punter power, mystery <laughs> hour. It's, uh, it's, it's chewing gum a good way to lose? All right, I'll leave it on the board, but only as a reward Thank for your loyalty. It's eight minutes after twelve. Anna is in Horsham. Anna, question or answer? Um,
1: Question. Yes. My son is Down syndrome, and he would like to know if there are any Down syndrome animals... Or
0: does nature have a way of dealing with that? Oh, what a lovely question. Which, which sounds horrible. That's, well, it does when you put it like that, but we'll somehow find a diplomatic way of avoiding the, the, the connotations of what you've said. How, what's your little boy's name? Jason. Jason. And how, how old is he? He's six. Jason. Jay, t- will you tell Jason that is one of my favourite ever Mystery Hour questions? He, he, asked,
1: he asked me a good couple of years ago, and I, I've, I've called you a, a couple of times on on other questions, but I've never had the heart to
0: ask it before. No, it's a it's a beautiful question, and I hope, as you do, that the answer doesn't involve kind of uh, any anything sort of Darwinian or anything like that. But but it's a chromosomal difference, isn't it? It's 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 a it's a sort of genetic condition, and you want to know if it is replicated in any other species. All right. All right. This we'll find out for Jason. Um, Ten minutes after twelve is the time. D- d- does Down Syndrome present, or, or similar conditions present, in any other species than humans? Does chewing gum help you lose weight? And why do we call a tent a tent? Mark is in Bedford. Mark, question or answer? Question. Go on.
2: I'd love to know why a golf ball's got dimples, because the idea that it's for aerodynamics just doesn't strike it with me.
0: Why not? What other reason can there be? Use Occam's razor.
2: Just don't think that it... That... I just, I'm not convinced
0: by that argument. But what if that is the answer? Then, you know, you want to hear yeah. scientific explanation or something like that?
2: Yeah, yeah, so,
0: I do, yeah. So, so, ah, so it could be that your question will turn out to be, why do dimples make a ball more aerodynamic? Yeah. But we'll begin yeah. with the, with the entry-level inquiry, which is why do golf balls have dimples on them?
5: Yeah.
0: Have you ever tried to play golf with a ball that didn't have any dimples?
2: No, I haven't. To be honest with you, it's just one of those. A lot
0: less control. A lot less control. Oddly, Uh, uh, a lot less control over where the ball ends up. And to be honest, when I play golf, there's not a great deal of control over where the balls end up. At the best of times, but with a ball that hasn't got dimples in, I think it's more like even more likely to sort of fly off and uh, end up in the rough. But I shall find out for you, Mark. Do you play golf?
2: Uh, Occasionally. I'd I'd take customers out and play golf occasionally, but I'm not great myself.
0: Okay, well, we'll find out for you. Maybe you've got the wrong kind of dimples. It's 11 minutes after 12. Why do golf balls have dimples? Does Down Syndrome or similar present in any other species than humans? Does chewing gum make you thin? And why is a tent called a tent? Stuart is in Kingston, upon Thames. Stuart, question or answer?
3: It's an answer, James. Um, Tents are called tents uh, because um, it comes from Latin tendere, which is to stretch, and um, if you uh, then look at various Latin words that begin T-E-N-T, they're all words about stretched things, and then it came down through French into English from about the Middle Ages.
0: So, as in stretching the canvas over a frame in order to make a shelter?
3: Stretched things. Yes. Similar to tendon, but not quite the same. Tendon,
0: way. yes, you're right. So, And is it tendere? Because I'd have said that was to hold If I if I was just doing it cold. But to stretch is definitely the right translation of tendere. It might
3: have been tendere or tendere, one or the other. It, it's it is thirty year old schoolboy Latin,
0: and, and that's what I was about to ask. Qualifications, but I can remember my classics. Yeah, that's good enough for me. Round of applause for Stuart. <laughs> Thank
3: you very much.
0: Right, well played, Stuart. Congratulations. Carl is in Chelmsford. Carl, question or answer? Hi,
4: James. Hello, uh, James. Um, it's in relation to other large apes and pr- like gorillas and things like that. Are they all ambidextrous, or do they have a predominant right-handed or left-handed? Well, that should be quite
0: easy. I I mean, presumably we could have found out just by watching David Attenborough, couldn't we? And if a a panda always eats its bamboo shoots with the same paw, then we've got our answer to our question.
4: Yeah, but I've I've seen a few programmes over the last few weeks, and I've noticed that a lot of them, when it's shown them eating, they seem to be using the left hand. Really? I don't know if that's just coincidence or not, but it does seem that they use the left hand for eating, but that is probably just purely coincidental.
0: Uh, well, not necessarily. I, I mean, what, what sort of... And we're just confining it to simians, are we, to the big apes?
4: Well, yeah, I would, have, I would assume so. thinking think, you know, had the human sort of traits, I would have said.
0: So the gorillas, baboons, orangutans and similar, do they have a predominant hand?
4: Yeah because I would have think in the world that would be a disadvantage in the world I would have thought what, yeah,
0: then, well why as we've done all right
4: yeah but we're we're slightly ahead with the opposable thumbs aren't we mm. if you're in the wild um you, you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be you wouldn't have an advantage in the wild by being predominantly right-handed or left-handed would you
0: why not it's uh, not about yeah. that anyway it's but about you, whether or not being ambidextrous right. would would make you have more babies Oh, so there you go. Entry entry level survival of the fittest for you. There. Why would being ambidextrous make you have more babies? And remember, this is a family program. <laughs> <laughs> um, I,
4: can't, I can't actually. No, don't,
0: go, don't Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, pathetic. It's coming up to quarter past 12. Carl wants to know where the big apes have a predominant hand. We also want to know about dimples on golf balls, Down syndrome among non human species, chewing gum, and weight loss. And we can cross off tent. That is, if you've just joined for the first time, how Mystery Hour works. If you want to join in, the number you need is 03456060973. The time now is just approaching quarter past 12. More of your questions and more of your answers after
3: this. This is LBC with james o'brien on lbc
0: 18 minutes after 12 is the time there's some i think some lovely news on the way for six-year-old jason um, who wants to know as a, as a down syndrome boy whether or not as a boy with downs whether or not other species um display down syndrome as well and uh, mum asked the question Anna asked the question with a, with a modicum of caution as you can understand why um, I think we've got some lovely answers, or a lovely answer on the way. And I can tell you, Anna, that um, there's a celebrity dimension as well to the answer to this question. The, the, the film composer, David Arnold, you can tell, Jason, that the, the man who writes the music for some of the James Bond films got in touch with the radio to answer his question. But we'll mm-hmm. keep our powder dry for the time being. Also, on the chewing gum question, Sam in Liverpool asks, I've got a bona fide, bona fide pop star, top of the hit parade pop star who's answered that question. But even, even... People who would probably feature on the cover of Smash Hits if Smash Hits still existed. Do not get to duck the mystery Our rule. It's all over the phones. Dylan's in Islington. Dylan, question or answer? Question, please. Carry on. Uh,
4: so Adele won four Brits last night, um, but all the news stories this morning kept referring to the fact that she'd won four gongs. And I just wondered why we refer them to them as gongs. I seem to remember the same happened with uh, the Bathurst a few weeks ago as well.
0: It's because of medals, so uh, it's become a kind of catch-all term for awards, but because a medal looks like a miniature gong, a medal became known as a gong, and then other awards that are given out by juries or panels or or, or august bodies have become known as gongs as well. Well, there you go. Are you going to take that? (laughs)
4: I am, yeah. I, yeah. I, I've got faith
0: in your No, thank you very much. Words. Yeah, absolutely. Good man. There you go. I haven't had one of those for a couple of weeks. Oh, feels good! Ash is in random. Ash, question or answer?
2: It's an answer, James. Come on then, A the, uh, little boy who asked the Down syndrome question. Yes. Um, believe it... I don't know how I know this. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not claiming to be Johnny Morris. Um, <laughs> there's actually a white tiger in the United States by the name of Kenny who was actually born with Down syndrome uh, he 's actually a white tiger, so obviously very rare yes. uh, and i believe I believe it was to do with the obviously the limited gene pool uh, that goes along with obviously the rarity of tigers um, so yeah that 's my answer
5: so.
0: i, I 'm um, looking at a picture of it of him someone else has tweeted me the picture, and David Arnold has tweeted a selection of pictures of animals with Down syndrome, so I think Jason has a particularly cute gorilla there. So Jason's going to be delighted with this, isn't he?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice that um, he's asking such um, informative questions. It, it, it
0: really is. Right. But also, and mum was worried about what the answer might involve, and, and I can tell you straight, Anna, that if you if you get yourself onto onto J- David Arnold's Twitter feed, or indeed mine, or just on, onto the internet in general, then then you're away. Qualifications, Ash? Not that you need any, because I've I've seen pictorial proof that you're right.
2: Fire off stuff, believe
0: it or not. <laughs> That'll do. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> 21 minutes after 12. Jackie's in Wallington. Jackie, question or answer?
1: Uh, Question, please. Carry on. Right. um, Well, I was watching Dead Man Walking uh, many years ago and it sort of stayed with me, the film, and it bit of a nasty way to die, the lethal injection. Seems to a be, yes. Question, mm.
0: um,
1: But I was just wondering whether it's the same for assisted death. I mean, what's the difference between the lethal Flipping
0: Flippin' heck, Jackie! We're having I a know. right old giggle, this. This is supposed I'm to be sorry. cheerful hour and you're ringing in to ask whether the euthanasia injection is the same as the death row one.
1: I, know, I watched a lovely programme a couple of weeks ago about uh, some guy going to um, Switzerland, and yes. it, it just seemed very positive. And I just wanted... Well,
0: to- don't forget that... that Dead man walking is fiction
1: yes,
0: I know, <laughs> so I, I mean they may have slightly exaggerated the uh, but no, there are some pretty grim tales actually of of everything from electric chairs not working properly to lethal injections, not actually going straight to the yeah. to the core of the matter it 's actually a very good question, this albeit a slightly perturbing one. <laughs> I know. Is it the same chemicals is what we want to know really and if not why not actually it would be a good question given that the, the clinics in Switzerland do seem to provide a fairly peaceful dispatch and reportedly the injections in American penitentiaries don't Jackie I shall, I shall find out for you, I, Thank I, I you. but I, I won't ask you why you want to know I just, just curiosity peaked by that programme of course 23 minutes after 12.03 a couple of phone lines free now bunch of questions that need answering include um, do apes have a predominant hand Do death row injections contain the same chemicals as the euthanasia injections available at clinics like Dignitas? Um, Does chewing gum help you lose weight? And I think the golf ball dimples as well, yes. And why do golf balls have dimples? If If I've missed anything off that list, you know what to do. Professor Martin Smith is a professor of robotics at Middlesex University. He joins me on the line now. Question or answer, Professor Smith?
5: It's an answer, James. Carry on. It's to the golf ball and dimples problem. Yes. Well, it's counterintuitive. You would expect the rough surface would go through the air less well.
0: Hence the question, I think. That's where hence why I was asked. Yeah.
5: Yes, hence it's a good question. Um, and the reason is if you get a, exactly the right amount of roughness, the air, will, air molecules will stick to the ball, which will make it appear uh, as it goes through the air smoother. And because the, uh, there's this little oh, thin layer of air around it, um, and molecules of air are very smooth, it will go through the air with less drag, so it will go further.
0: Oh, I like that. It makes sense as well. That's not, I mean, that's a nice layman's, I, as a layman, I can understand the answer because it, 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 there'll be less friction of an air molecule on an air molecule than there would be of an air molecule on a, on a well, forgive me, on a ball molecule.
5: Yes. As it well, were. the surface of the sphere can never be as smooth as a molecule of air.
0: Indeed it can't. Uh, 24 minutes after 12, a round of applause for... Well, do I need to ask what your qualifications are? It's not necessarily in the sphere of robotics, this, is well, it?
5: Well, in actual fact, I was a mad keen motorsport chap and mm. learnt a lot about aerodim- dynamics to make my cars go faster.
0: Why don't... This might sound a little odd, then. Why don't helmets have dimples on them?
5: Uh, well, the effect would be quite small, I think. Um, and it might compromise mm, their, it might
0: compromise their pregnability as well, their impregnability.
5: Mm. Well, compared with the whole vehicle, so... Um, yes. you know, so you're right. So
0: forget, forget I ever asked that question, and accept this round of applause with our compliments, as yeah, ever. Definitely, definitely. Thank you very much. 25 minutes after 12. So we've done the dimples. We still need the apes, the chewing gum, and the euthanasia. Uh, I've just tuned in. I wonder how you would make sense of that. What you've just you've done the dimples and you've just got to do the apes, the gum, and the euthanasia. What what sort of mad radio is this? Twenty five minutes after twelve, one phone line free, just freed up by the good professor. If you want it, you know what to do. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is the number you need to do it. Uh, Stephen Epsom is next. Steve, question or answer?
2: It's a question, James. Good afternoon. Hello. Um, just just before I ask you my question, can I just say that? Uh, My work colleague and I, his name is Pilchard, um, we're we're great fans of the James O'Brien side. When you do, you know when you when your uh, we love <sighs> it. You know when you're talking to, yeah, that That's another fifty p. We're giving it to charity.
0: <laughs> you're putting it in the pot. I, I'm very glad we're to. Putting in hear it. the
2: pot, we're going to give it to charity, mate. <laughs> yeah, you know, we love it. We're going to get some t-shirts done and
0: everything. <laughs> give my love to Pilchard. What's your question?
2: <laughs> <laughs> my question is, we're in the trades, we're painters and decorators. Yes. And I get quite offended when people say, "Oh, you're cowboys." What mm. on earth has a cowboy got to do with being in the building trade?
0: It is to do with the the if you were a cowboy and and you were on the plane with your herd and you had to cover a lot of plane with your herd and you didn't and you wanted to stop off on the way and and maybe have a kip or maybe if you were a part of the gold rush and you arrived at a gold rush town it's about throwing up a residence throwing up somewhere to kip really quickly without necessarily paying proper attention to permanence all right have you been a cowboy then? Yeah, I I I, I was a cowboy for many years. Were you really? Yeah, many, many. Did you used to wear those leather chaps? Maybe, mate, listen, I, 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 I'm going to ask Pilchard to be careful of you. I don't know where you're inquiring after my leather <laughs> trouser wearing. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just, um, that is the truth. I, and, and and my qualification for that, I can't remember. I think I might have learnt it here, actually. But it's to do with throwing up a place to stay really quickly. You know, like, a, a, a better than a bivouac, obviously. But it's probably got more to do with the gold rush and building towns and... and Bases to sleep in really quickly than it has to do with your actual cowboying but you know it's it's yeah. a thin line between the two
2: can I just say about what i thought it might have been it's
0: just a, i don't idea. know I, I'll ask you a question no, and you're no, hang no, hang, no, hang, no, on. hang on when you've no just when you've done this am I likely to yeah. sigh in response to your contribution
2: it's to a very good cause so, I mean I don't mind
4: go on man I really don't mind
2: so I thought it was, when cow- back in the day, in the cowboy days, you know, they would just sort of flee from town to town and trying to get a bit of work. they turn around to the herd owner and say, look, yeah, we're cowboys, I'm, I've done it before. That kind of thing, and they get a bit of work. That's what I thought. I, like, I, right.
0: like, I like that as well, but, but then why would it apply specifically to people in yeah. the construction trade, you see?
2: Yeah I, don't, yeah, I just don't get that.
0: Well, now you do, because I just told you, mate. I'm having it. What? what?
2: I'm not having it, come on. Get your mate in from the
0: university. You know, know, I've done it. Round of applause for me. There you go. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Stevie. 28 minutes after 12 is the time. Terry is in Basildon. Terry, question or answer?
2: Um, Hi, James. I think I've got an answer. Yes, carry on. Okay, on about the chewing gum one.
0: Oh, yes. I know it's a stupid. uh, I heard it and I
2: thought, I've got to ring in. No,
0: I like the question. Um, Do
2: you? Really? I didn't sound like it. Um, I think you would end up putting weight on. And the reason why I think that is because I think the act of chewing gum would make you hungry because your stomach would get ready for food, Crikey. and there would be nothing in there.
0: I, I like and this. I you're up against guns. you're up against James out of the Vamps, who has who has messaged, messaged me with his answer to this. So I'm going to put I'm going to put you head to head. I'm getting a bit worried about the Vamps and their next album because James seems to spend his entire life listening to this program, particularly in LBC in general. So. I don't know when the next album's going to make its appearance, but he says, and I don't know how he knows this, but I'm going to trust him because he's a pop star, an average stick of gum is 11 calories. It takes one hour to chew 11 calories, so it's absolutely pointless. Sorry, Sam. I I think you can both be right on this. You're definitely not going to lose weight because of that 11-calorie contingent, but you would probably be right in suggesting that it's more likely to make you hungry. Or are you, though?
2: You've also got to be careful... Because you're going to get um, stomach ulcers, the acid in your stomach when there's no food to digest.
0: And, and it is, I, I mean, to be serious for a moment, just a brief moment, it, it is something that people suffering from eating disorders often do as well. So it maybe does suppress appetites in a way, but it, in terms of making you lose weight, I'm, we're going to go in no, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're gonna, I reckon well, I would go as far as saying you gain weight for the, for the eating, you probably buy some chocolate or something.
0: Have you ever shared a round of applause with a pop idol before?
2: Uh, no, but my daughter's going to be absolutely over the moon.
0: You want to get this off the podcast, I know James from the Bank You want to get this off the podcast. This is the real deal. This is half for you, half for James. Have a good day. Thank you. And it's half past 12. Eleanor Noakes is here with the headlines. Uh, 33 minutes after 12 is the time and I have some phone lines free because we've managed to rattle through the questions in the last half of the programme. If you would like to ask a question of your own, then hit the numbers now and you have the best chance since 5 to 12 this morning, of getting through to the studio. 03456060973 um I think it's just apes and euthanasia still on the board, is it? Why do we... Or rather, do apes have a predominant hand? You call it a hand. The monkeys have hands? It is a hand, isn't it? Not a paw. It's a... Yeah? Yeah? So do, do, do big apes have predominant hands? And... Strange question, this, but I completely understand the curiosity that spawned it. Do the lethal injections on death row um, use similar or the same chemicals as the kind of injections that you might be administered at a clinic such as Dignitas? So euthanasia and execution, is there a sort of chemical crossover? I told you it was a strange question, but I think, like me, you can understand why it has been asked. 12.34 is the time. Remember, I only say the number and I've got a phone line free. If you've got a question, you you had a good moment then, but I'll, I'll give you another heads up. When you get another, John's in Edgeware. John, question or answer?
3: Question. Carry on. Um, why do we use the symbol tick for correct and the X for incorrect? I like that. Um, is that
0: and an the is there an obvious answer? Is there an obvious answer? I'm just trying to think. Is there an obvious answer? No, go on. Carry on.
3: I was going to say the reason I asked that is because as a coach driver, you have to do a defect cheat. Uh, and and tick what's right mm. and X what's wrong, but it's for years and years I've just been wondering well, why do we use that? Why well, did do those particular symbols?
0: The origins, the X as a as a as a negative might have something to do with Christianity, mightn't it with the, with the cross historically? But
3: well, okay, but what about not the, the check, the tick mark?
0: Yeah, no, I know, mate. I'm just thinking out loud, John. Don't pressure me. Give me a chance, mate. A bit of breathing space wouldn't go amiss on this one. I'm just I'm looking at it now and doing a few ticks,
3: trying to work but out... You've, but you've set the bar so high in previous... Oh, <laughs> you're very kind.
0: I like this a lot. Well, yeah, why, do, why does a tick mean yes or positive? Because you know? you'd think you could just do a plus or a minus. Well, a tick's very quick to do, but even that... Yeah, all right. I don't know that we're going to get an answer to this. You might have unearthed one of the great mysteries of our time, John. We shall find out. Um, thank you very much. No, thank you very much. If you know the answer to John's question, then grab the phone line he's just vacated now on O three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. Margaret's in Whitney. Margaret, question or, or answer?
1: I have an answer for you. Oh
0: magnificent.
1: Um it's to do with the apes and the handedness. Oh yes. Um well actually all animals tend to have a what we call a laterality preference.
0: Which well, who's we? That, yes, when, you say, when you say we, we. who do we? Because um, okay. I've never used the phrase laterality <laughs> preference, so I'm not part of this <laughs> we. Who are we?
1: <laughs> um, peer-reviewed research, let's put it that way.
0: Okie dokie.
1: Um, believe it or not, there has been many, many hours of research done on
0: this subject. I should hope so too. It's important.
1: <laughs> and um, they do, and they tend to be left-handed.
0: So he was right, watching all these programmes, are looking at what hand they at with. Mm -hmm. you you heard the caller say it may have been a coincidence but I think they were mostly left handed do we know why? well we do you know Uh, why?
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that is another question it's actually to do with something um, with embryonic development so it's definitely within the womb however there is a factor of environment as well but that is where we are not sure (laughs) how much is influenced by each one so there you go
0: that's a lovely question isn't it? (laughs) And a brilliant answer. And and your qualifications are?
1: Um, I've, I'm a lecturer in animal stuff okay. and um, I've got a mad, completely mad friend who is totally, absolutely obsessed by what we call laterality. So,
0: Do you know why he or she is so obsessed with laterality? <laughs> it's just a fascinating <laughs> um, academic area because it involves mysteries still and, uh, and not, not, not um, every area yeah, does.
1: I think, yeah, it's, um, it's believe it or not, horses do as well and, um, is very much a, uh, a sort of a horsey subject. Really? So um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Would it affect how it fast you can work. run round a, a track? It does. So if you've it got does. if you're right legged as a horse, you're never going to be a very good horse uh.
1: Yeah, unless yes, most tracks in UK are obviously left handed. Yeah. So and most horses are left footed. So um, it's just working out, you know, which one comes. Love from, it.
0: From, do you know, you know? I forgot, Margaret. How, how often do you listen to Mister?
1: Um, as much as I can, because I'm usually between going to university and college.
0: Great. So I missed out one of my catchphrases today, uh, because my catchphrase is usually if you you, you will know more by one o'clock today than you do now, I completely (laughs) forgot to, but you are the most perfect example of why I make that statement with such confidence. Because there's oh, no most much. people, um, lateral preference. Even if they already knew that the apes were mostly left-handed, they probably weren't familiar with the phrase lateral preference. I certainly wasn't. Um, a round of applause for Margaret, who lectures in animal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a description of the academic subject rather than the environmental circumstances. Jamie's in Mansfield. Jamie, question or answer?
6: Uh, it's an answer. Go on. Um, so it's to do with euthanasia and the drug they use in prisons as well for, uh, you know, obviously taking uh, a life. Yes. So there's, two, there's a couple of different types of drugs. So it, it changes all the time. And the reason it changes all the time is they continuously change the chemicals with um, the prison system. Yes. Because some of the companies will stop selling them depending on uh, certain rights.
0: There so was I, a story about a bloke in Ealing a couple of years ago who was supplying chemicals to to. American penitentiaries and then for some reason had to stop doing so or maybe it was present- prevented by British law from doing so. So the laws are different. Right. So so getting hold of the chemicals is a lot easier in a in a clinical context than it is in a criminal one.
4: I think
6: the, the one they use mainly for euthanasia is called you uh, or uh, butanol, I think is is the right answer for it. Now I'm not a specialist, I'm not sure. a scientist. But in euthanasia it generally it, it actually stops the cardiac system from working so it paralyzes the diagram the diaphragm in the lungs which then brings on cardiac arrest but it's not as painful or nowhere near as painful as if you was being uh put to death under the penal system which is a very painful exercise so they use three drugs one is to sedate one is to paralyze and the third one is to kill you which is a very painful drug God. but it's a very different now yeah <laughs> So they are different, uh, um, but I can't tell you the names of the chemicals used.
0: No, that's all right. I ask you this with a modicum of caution, Jamie. Uh, What are your qualifications to answer this question?
6: My qualification is I looked into this and studied this for an answer for my son.
0: Your son wanted to know.
6: I was having a political argument with somebody about rights and wrongs of euthanasia a long time ago. My son asked me a question about it, and I wanted to understand it more, so I researched it.
0: it. Who would have thought, on that long distant day, that one one moment in the future could be such a such a thing of beauty and allow you to exercise this knowledge in such a
6: public way, Jamie? <laughs> Well, I'm sure there'll be other answers to the chemicals that are being used. No, we don't need to, because
0: it's a yes or no. It's a yes or no. The the, the question was whether or not they're the same, and the answer is that there's no similarity whatsoever. And it has not only allowed you to dredge up this nugget of knowledge from the depths of your memories, it's also also earned you this. What a time to be alive, Jamie. Thank you, mate. Mark's in Sunbury. Uh, Question or answer, Mark?
7: It's a question. Afternoon, James. Carry on. Very well indeed. Good. Now, if a man is given the title of a sir by the Queen. So he's knighted, and, yes. He's knighted yes. and married to a lady, she becomes a lady. She does, yes, a lady. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. What happens if he's married to a man? Does he get a title? I think
0: I know a lord who's 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 married to a man. I don't know. What a lovely question. Does the does the spouse Oh, in a same-sex marriage, get a title when their partner is ennobled.
7: Now, if... if Why do you want to know,
0: Mark? What's on the horizon?
7: (laughs) But in the same way, if a lady is made a dame by the Queen, which is the female version of a knight, her husband just stays as a mister. Oh, does he? Yes. Oh. In the age of equality, surely if a man who's Didn't
0: Baroness Thatcher... Didn't Dennis get anything at all when she was made Baroness Thatcher?
7: No. Oh, um, I don't... I think he became a sir.
0: The children baroness get... The children... Ma, the son gets... It's a hereditary title, wasn't it, for... Oh, yes. So, but Dennis became something, didn't he? I thought he, he might have become Sir Dennis Thatcher. So, because, so if Mrs. O'Brien... I beg your pardon. When Mrs. O'Brien gets ennobled, <laughs> I won't get diddly-squat. Uh, well,
7: if she's a baroness, you no, might. That's not going to happen, mate. Yeah, I
0: love the woman, but let's be realistic. <laughs> I mean, she, she she might be a lady one day, but she's never going to be a baroness.
7: <laughs> well, you never know you this never is know. true,
0: why do you want to know? just just, uh, just curiosity
7: Pure curiosity
0: you're not you don't you don't have a couple of gay friends who uh, are vying for, for for a gong.
7: I might be vying for a gong myself you might indeed <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's find out whether or not there would be a contingent benefit accrued by said partner oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three I love that question. I do know a lord who's who's got a civil partner uh, would a civil a civil partner would still qualify? quite a lot. it's a lovely question i wonder if we can limit the answer to people who've actually got it actually been there we'll find out we're short of time anyways 12 44 very nearly mustafa is an enfield mustafa question or answer
5: um answer james yes you're uh, y- um, yes or no in, um cross and the tick yes you're gonna like this uh, answer because it's from greek
0: oh ochi for the x
5: Oki for the X and ne for. You know the tick looks like an N, which is ne in Greek.
0: Ah, oh, You know me so well, Mustafa. I was trying. Did you hear me mumbling in the background? I was When he was talking, I was writing down the X. I was going, Oki, what's Oki? So Oki is no in Greece. I was nearly there. I was nearly there. What are your qualifications?
5: Um, I used to take Greek lessons, and my teacher uh, was telling us all these things. How, how, how long did you take Greek lessons for? A um, couple of years, and then I spoke a bit of secret Greek.
0: Ah. I wanted to improve it. Yes. And I was taking Greek lessons a couple of years ago. Satora, milas, helenica. Malista. Let's move on now. Give him a round of applause. (laughs) I've remembered another Greek word, Mustafa. (laughs) No, Perimene, perimene. Zito! Ella. Ella. 12.45 is the time. LBC. It's 12.49. And, uh... I'm going to squeeze in a few more questions, actually, because we've ticked off most of the ones we've got already. A lot of you are citing the example of Elton John in answer to the last question about whether or not a knighted man with a male partner, husband, does the partner get anything in the way that a female partner would become a lady? So if it was Sir Elton John and he was still married to a woman, she'd have become Lady Renata. Was that the name of his wife all those years ago? I I could be confused. Um so that might be it but I need to go definitive does the male partner get get, or indeed if it's two women and one becomes a lady does the other get a title 03456060973 I think we've done everything else actually so if you want to get, pile in with a question quickly then we, we've still got nine or ten minutes left there'll be plenty of room to get through a few more is that right we've done the cowboys we've done the euthanasia gum the apes the dimples on the golf ball i I had glassing at the board no stewards inquiries on the way um yeah okay let's start from scratch then apart from that sir and lady question rupert is in twickenham question or answer rupert
5: um it's a question yes um i wondered why an american gallon um is different in uh size to a british gallon i
3: mean we don't have different size liters to the French.
0: No, I, 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 yeah, I'm torn on this, Rupert. I'm not going to lie to you. I, this is either a rather good question or an incredibly boring one. <laughs> Thank you. No, you're very well. Well, let's wait and see. <laughs> what, what, what's what's inspired your interest?
2: Um, well, it's just you know, usually everything American is bigger than but the bear gallon is actually smaller. Is it?
0: it's yeah. and it's a, and it's, a, it's a measurement. It's a unit of measurement for for liquids as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you literally, so you go to a petrol station... gallons
0: of petrol, sorry? You go to a petrol station, you buy petrol by the gallon in America, and you're actually getting fewer, less petrol per gallon than you are when you do it in Britain. I didn't know that. I'm just just sort of qualifying my own ignorance. I don't know. Ten-gallon hats, could that possibly be part of the answer? (laughs) No, is the polite response, I think, to that question. Rupert, I shall do my best to find out for you. Why is an American gallon smaller than a British gallon? Um, and does the spouse in a same-sex marriage get anything when their partner gets ennobled? 0345 if you can answer that. Or still, actually, another five minutes or so to get a question on the board with a realistic chance of getting an answer. Annie's on Wimbledon Common. Hello. Question or answer, Annie?
1: Question, please. Yes. Why can we not pause the radio the way we can pause our TVs? As in, when your daughter comes into the kitchen and it's a crucial moment that you're listening to, you can't stop, let it go, and then put it back on. It's infuriating. Y- you can. How?
0: I'll show you. Wait there. <laughs> See? She's not here. <laughs> I, I think on digital, the technology probably exists to do it. So, uh, the, 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 and if you've got a really fancy digital radio, can you pause it? Can you actually do it? Yeah. You, but, you, but the point is, as with all things, um, purchase the ball. It's all to do with demand, isn't it? It's all to do with. Because I'd quite often like to pause the radio, but with, with you know, podcasts an iPlayer and other things like that. You, you when don't. do
1: you find the time to go back and listen to a podcast?
0: Well, that's a very good point. Rewind as well would be quite useful on the radio, exactly. wouldn't it? And, and I guess one yeah. goes with the other. So, can you rewind as well on really fancy ones? Yeah, you can get it, Annie. But they're pro- how much do they cost? Do we know roughly a couple of grand? Is it? I mean, they're talking or a few hundred quid. They're just ex- they're just they're just you know they're well over a hundred quid as opposed to what you paid for your radio. <laughs>
1: Which I inherited. Yes, quite right,
0: but if you ever if you ever need me to pause, just just give me a ring. Just give me a
1: ring, cool. Thank you, James. All I'll right. do
0: that. <laughs> round of applause for me <laughs> and, oh, and, and my colleague Mark, who knows the actual answers and whose m- knowledge I was kind of whose brains I was picking while simultaneously talking to Annie. Uh, I like that. that's a good question. What about the gallons? Are we going to get an answer on the gallons? Uh, Ray is in Southwark. Ray, question or answer? Uh,
5: question. Uh, yes sir and Daxi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, i mean english greek
0: <laughs> we're going to uh, we're, we're, we're going to alienate a lot of the audience if we conduct too much of these conversations in okay, the actual okay, language of greek okay. carry on <laughs> yeah. russian,
5: russian roulette why is it called russian roulette not greek roulette or or chinese roulette why russian Because it it's oh, oh. the practice of
0: spinning a barrel of a gun and seeing whether or not it's got a bullet in it by putting it to your head and pulling the trigger
5: that's the one. I won't play the game. Russian, no,
0: best not to. I know. I should advise against it. For any Russian roulette, is it? Is It'll be something to do with the, with the, with the Second World War, won't it? And the and the, the the front. I mean, the conditions that the Russians endured, first and Second World War, were were shocking. And I, pres- I don't. I just burbling now, aren't I? Think I you right?
3: Might be close. I think you might be close there.
0: Oh, but I'm not going to get a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why Russian roulette? Well, just the origins of Russian roulette will give us the answer that we need. So Russian roulette and American gallons, um, and lords and ladies and lords and lords, or as Scott Balcony has pointed out, we're talking about a gay lord. Ah, Callum is in Banbury. Callum, question or answer?
2: It's an answer.
0: Carry on, Callum. I
2: asked the question about the US gallons to my granddad years ago, and the answer I got was we were selling them something... I don't know whether it was oil or, oil or whatever it was, during the war, we would pinch a bit out the
0: top of the barrel and sell it
2: them as, like, the same
0: amount of gallons. It can't be that. Well, that's what I was told. I love the answer, and I, and I like your grandad's cleverness <laughs> and sense of mischief, but it can't be that. Well, I don't know, is it or not? It can't be. I mean, a gallon is a gallon. There must be a historical explanation as to where their unit of measurement differed from ours, because they'd have had gallons long before the war. Ten-gallon hats were around in the 19th, 19th century. It might
2: not have been the war, but it was at some point, apparently, we were buying something, taking about the top and selling it to them as the same unit.
0: I would love nothing more, Callum, than to give you a round of applause, but I feel that um, you you haven't... No, mate, you just haven't gone far enough. There's just not... There's no... There's no... I mean, there's no prospect of closure. on. Oh, hang on, stay where you are, because David's at Gatwick with another answer to the same question. David, what have you got?
2: Uh, I've got an American pint is only 16 fluid ounces. Yes. And that is because there's eight pints to a gallon. Our pints are 20 fluid ounces. There's a 16. And it's something to do with um, the fact that that once upon a time in this country we had two units of measure. One, uh, something to do with the West Country, used to measure sixteen ounces to a pint. And so, the,
0: so, so, so we may have had diverging measurements in this country. One of which got country, exported. One, right. one of which went over on the Mayflower, and one of which didn't. And that's why the I'm Americans sure. have gone gone down the uh, other road.
2: And that's why an American gallon is smaller than ours.
0: I like that, Callum. Yeah. I'm going to let you decide who's more persuasive, David or your granddad? Uh,
2: Well,
3: one was more persuasive, one was just a better answer. I've never met your granddad. Who had the better answer? Uh, I know what I'll tell my grandkids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We diddle them Americans, son. We diddle them (laughs) Amerikis. I'm giving a round of applause to David. David, qualifications? Absolutely
2: none whatsoever. I just happen to know, because mer- I'm a cab driver and an American got in the car one day and he said, what do you get to the gallon? And I told him, he said, well, that ain't much.
0: Ah, and then, <laughs> uh, yes, well, it, well, I mean, even if it had been the same measurement, you'd still have been valid on that. I, I, I'm going to give it to David, but it's 12.57, so if there's going to be a stewarding... <laughs> Inquiry, then there's about 60 seconds to launch it. Callum, mate, thank you, but again, on this occasion, no cigar for you. The time is 12.57, the number you need if you can answer. Have we done everything? Have we actually finished? No, we've still got Russian roulette.
3: And Lord and Lord, Richard's in Chelsea. Question or answer, Richard? It's an answer, James. Carry on, Richard. The Lord and Lady. Yes. If a Lord marries a gentleman, the lady that is, or used to be his lady, now is a man... Remains as a man. He doesn't acquire any um, ennoblement of any kind.
0: Why not? It seems a little unfair, doesn't it? Have we just not caught up with modernity yet in the, in, the, in the realms of gongs?
3: I don't know so much as why not, because it doesn't apply in the case of a baroness like Mrs Thatcher, for yes. example. She became Lady Thatcher. That was a life peerage. And at the time, Dennis was not...
0: Oh, I think I think you're wrong on that. Things. I think
3: you're right, but I think no, he no. became Sir
0: Dennis Thatcher.
3: He did, but that was a that was a hereditary baronetcy.
0: Yeah. That's oh, right sorry, I misunderstood you. You're talking about the life peerage, and then she got promoted to Baroness Thatcher.
3: No, no, a life peerage is the Baroness.
0: No, that's a hereditary because Mark Thatcher's inherited something.
3: Yes, but Mark got it from his father.
0: Oh, you're too good for me. No, no, mate, you've won. Richard, I'm not arguing with you. You've got that lovely calm demeanour, which I can never get... I can never win arguments with people like you. What are your qualifications?
3: I'm a Toastmaster. My job is to introduce such people and to understand and know the protocol.
0: Well, I I don't know how many uh, honours you've received yet, but I doubt any of them (laughs) measure... I don't know... I doubt any of them measure up to this, Richard. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Brian's on the line with an answer to the Russian roulette question, but we'll never hear it because Sheila's here now, which kind of seems apt, really. Um, I'm James O'Brien. This is LBC. We'll do it again tomorrow from 10. Here's Sheila Fogarty.
1: Hello, James. Thank you. Now, from three, should a school protect the identity of an online bully when they know who it is? A lovely story from two about twins, one black, one white. But will it be lovely once society's racial attitudes start to bite? and the BBC oh the BBC scores of children left open to abuse women raped and BBC managers doing nothing about it a culture of fear stopping those who suspected Savile and others from coming forward Uh, just some of the findings of the Smith's review I know